Chapter 42 of Nature and Art. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. Nature and Art by Elizabeth Inchibald. Chapter 42 a few momentary cessations from the pangs of a guilty conscience were given to william as soon as he had dispatched a messenger to the jail in which agnes had been communed to inquire after the son she had left behind and to give orders that immediate care should be taken of him he likewise charged the messenger to bring back the petition she had addressed to him during her supposed insanity for he now experienced no trivial consolation in the thought that he might possibly have it in his power to grant her a request the messenger returned with the written paper which had been considered by the persons to whom she had entrusted it as the distracted dictates of an insane mind but proved to william beyond doubt that she was perfectly in her senses to lord chief justice norwin my lord i am agnes primrose the daughter of john and hannah primrose of anfield my father and mother lived by the hill at the side of the little brook where you used to fish and so first saw me pray my lord have mercy on my sorrows pity me for the first time and spare my life i know i have done wrong i know it is presumption in me to dare to apply to you such a wicked and mean wretch as i am but my lord you once condescended to take notice of me and though i have been very wicked since that time yet if you would be so merciful as to spare my life I promise to amend it for the future but if you think it proper i should die i will be resigned but then i hope i beg i supplicate that you will grant my other petition pray pray my lord if you cannot pardon me be merciful to the child i leave behind what he will do when i am gone i do not know for i have been the only friend he has had ever since he was born he was born my lord about sixteen years ago at anfield one summer a morning and carried by your cousin mr henry norwin to mr rymer's the curate there and i swore whose child he was before the dean and i did not take a false oath indeed indeed my lord i did not i will say no more for fear this should not come safe to your hand for the people treat me as if i were mad so i will say no more only this that whether i live or die i forgive everybody and i hope everybody will forgive me and i pray that god will take pity on my son if you refuse but i hope you will not refuse agnes primrose william rejoiced as he laid down the petition that she had asked a favor he could bestow 
and hoped by his protection of the son to redress in some degree the wrongs he had done the mother he instantly sent for the messenger in his apartment and impatiently asked if he had seen the boy and given proper directions for his care i have given directions sir for his funeral how cried william he pined away ever since his mother was confined and died two days after her execution robbed by the news of his only gleam of consolation in the consciousness of having done a moral injury for which he never now by any means could alone he saw all his honours all his riches all his proud selfish triumphs fade before him they seemed like airy nothings which in rapture he would exchange for the peace of a tranquil conscience he envied angus the death to which he first exposed then condemned her he envied her even the life she struggled through from his neglect and felt that his future days would be far less happy than her former existence he calculated with precision end of chapter forty two recording by lindemarie nielsen vancouver b c